All Eyes on Fishing with Mitch Peterson, Josh Sheldon, and Brad Qualley, leading you to the next level. Everybody, welcome back to All Eyes on Fishing. Going to kind of have a fun one tonight. We got to talking like we always do this. We start talking before we We always do that. Tape. <laughs> and we're like, we could have taped the whole episode. But what we ended up doing is saying, you know what? We had a tournament this last weekend where we ran one. And uh, it's called Lucky Surprises. Things that happen that change your day, right? That change, even if it's out just fun fishing or if it's out for tournament fishing or whatever it is. But um, the tournament that we had this weekend had a lot of good anglers out there. Uh, Bass Pro Cabela's really stepped up and helped support this event. Same with a lot of other sponsors that we have for this. And I'm telling you right now, uh, we have great sponsors, a great series with the Colorado Walleye Trail. Uh, but it really led us into, um, we got lucky, right? Mm. And uh, it started making us think about reflecting back on some of the different times um, we've been out on the water and how we've came into it with a game plan. And how things have changed, or we stuck with the game plan, but got lucky. Well, and it's not even tournament fishing in general. No, what we're talking about is catching big fish. We're talking about the luck of catching big fish as much as anything, right? I mean, it's not. We got lucky this weekend with fishing the tournament, and catching fish at the tournament. We got lucky because Mitch, you know, stuck a pig um, while we were out screwing off, just you know. Confirming fish. Out. Yeah, confirming fish <laughs> confirming hanging out on the boat. So, But there's other times it's not just about pigs. It's sometimes it's about getting you back in the game. Well, yeah, if, if it's a, if it's a if tournament. It's a tournament. Thing, but, yep. you know, there's a lot of times, especially for a lot of people, where it's, you know, going down and fishing off the shore in early spring and, you know, having those post-spawn, you know, mamas coming off and, and hammering it. That's, again, being prepared, being ready, having your, your stuff all set up and ready to go. Yeah, because as we were talking about it, I did, and I really love this Doug Stangy with in Fisherman. says, what's the definition of luck? When opportunity meets preparedness. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or the other way around, however it really is. But I know exactly but, what you mean. But when you, you sit and think about that, it's that's right. <laughs> or the other you know, way around. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when uh, um, preparedness meets opportunity. I, mean, uh, I think that's how it is, officially. Yeah, It is. So preparedness means opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, that, that not held up. We were fishing the right speed, the right depth, you know, where that fish was, which, you know, we didn't know that fish was there. Right. No clue. Well, and it all starts, that's kind of how we structure this, these podcasts, especially, you know, in the spring, we start off with equipment checks, getting, preparing your equipment, getting, making sure your boat's good to go, make sure your trailer's good to go. Changing your sure. line. All yep. That. yep. So changing your line is huge, right? If you've got trash line from the year before, you know, and you're catching 17 inch eyes, you know, screwing off and doing all that, it's good to go, Right. But if all of a sudden you uh, you you get your um, uh, you know the the big one and you haven't changed your line now you got issues now there's now you know maybe you hit a a, a spot where the sun deteriorated your mono last year and it and it Whatever. breaks yeah. so yeah you know, I mean, maybe maybe you choose to tie your snell on your slow death rig with ten pound fluorocarbon and that fish doesn't even look at it. But since we use six, <laughs> he couldn't help it. <laughs> she had to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get more into that beauty in a minute. But uh, think about times. Do um, you guys want to just focus on right now on some tournament stuff? We can go into other stuff, too. Yeah. But I can think about um, a time. Okay, so me and Mitch, I, you'll know what. We talked a little bit about this before we went live. But was it Pueblo? Mm-hmm. We're, at, okay, so we're out at Pueblo on a tournament. This is before we, we were, it was in the Colorado Walleye Association days. So it wasn't our series, but it was before 
they left the realm of tournament fishing. We were fishing that series. We might have still been tournament directors. I don't remember, but four of them. But in that series, we were allowed to fish as tournament directors. Uh, we just came in an hour early, and then we ended up having others weigh our fish for us to confirm them for the day. So, but anyway, we had been fishing out in Pueblo, and we were fishing. We were pulling bouncers. Um, we we do. Me and Mitch do pull a lot of bouncers, but Oof. but um, and you've heard it, you, Josh. Josh is like you guys are the masters of pulling bouncers. Well, we like doing that, yeah. right? So, but we were pulling bouncers, and we were pulling bouncers over weeds that was brush piles in in because the water was a little bit flooded and the fish were there we were hammering them we were dropping our our, our uh, bouncers down ounce and a half or two ounces i don't remember but then we were raising them up um just like we did at mcconaughey like four or five cranks to be able to tickle the top of the bushes because you can't run a bouncer. i love it when that happens just, I know. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you tickle the tops of the bushes and then you pick them out of there yeah i know (laughs) but anyway so so that's what we were doing and we were doing pretty good on the days before the tournament started uh and the conditions were the same for the couple pre-fish days and it was really looking like it was going to be the same for tournament days nothing would really change but we get there and the wind had changed just 90 degrees but it blew it a little bit different now our slip is different the way we're running our boat coming across we're not keeping a perfect, we're not able to keep our lines with that little bit of current that were there, just how we had it before over that brush. And we were getting snagged up a lot more mm-hmm. doing the same thing, same speed, but our angle of approach was different on our, because we were slipping run. different yeah. on our run was different. It was back before you were introduced to fiberglass. Yeah. So, but anyway, so, but anyway, it was something that we had to deal with. Right. And it was getting frustrated. We caught a couple fish, lost a bunch, snagged, breaking off snells nonstop. You know, because in a tournament, everything is magnified by like 10 times. Yes. Yeah. Your frustration and happiness. Right. Right. But uh, yeah, it's, it's maxed out during a tournament. Yeah. Yeah. So we were fishing and I think we had like three fish in the box, nothing great, but good enough fish. But we, we pretty much stopped catching fish and we were frustrated. You know, it's like, oh my God. We need to take 15 minutes and just get out of here, reassess what we're going for the day. So we drove out into, not the middle, but onto a flat um, and just said, okay, we're going to make a sandwich. We're going to take 15. It's like our halftime. We're going to regroup, figure out. Because we- Take a breath. Give each other a back rub. No. Seriously, though, the moral of that story- It's in front of me. The moral of the story is we didn't stop fishing. We just stopped what we were doing and get refocused. You know, Talk it through instead of just feeling that anxiety or that pressure even more. Yeah, it's just stress. So we get out to this flat. It's still, it's only like 23, 24 feet. And we just park the boat. We don't anchor nothing. We throw up because we already had bouncers out. Put them off the side of the boat. We're just drifting it like we would a Lindy rig. Making a sandwich, figuring out where we're going to go with the way the wind's changed. Because the wind had changed enough that the three or four spots that we fished were really conducive to the wind blowing was a certain way. Hard or was it just yeah. it just change? It was like fifteen, oh, so, so yeah, enough to deal with. Yeah. It, it was enough, it, not bad, but enough that it creates a little bit of issues. Fifteen, yeah. and it gusts every once. So you know how the gusts up yeah. to like twenty five, thirty, yeah. and it just blows you off. And yeah, yeah it's just a breeze down there. It's like a Wyoming. Breeze. Yeah, Pueblo gets Wyoming breeze, and then you all stall, time. and everything's dropping down into the we uh, the brush, and it was frustrating. So anyway, we set it out. We're just drifting. So, a 15 mile an hour wind is going to drift a, 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 a aluminum boat. We we're probably drifting like one. Oh, yeah. Probably even <laughs> a little faster. <laughs> and 
uh, we're sitting there and we're ma- yeah, making a sandwich. Perfect though, especially if you had death on. Yeah. Well, and we'd we'd been catching at 0.7. so to us that felt like flying. So we were probably mm-hmm. one one whatever it was, and because we weren't we weren't we didn't care about the speed. We're just going to go no. float around out here for 15 minutes, regroup, put our. Uh, we had one and a half or two ounce bouncers on, so we know at 23 feet, that if it blows us at two, we're going to be able to get them down. It's still work at the bottom. And we marked a few fish out there, so we said, well, here's a place we're going to try. So never fish this. We, we, we didn't say we were going to try it. We just started eating our sandwiches. <laughs> no, but this is a place we're at least going to let lines out. So oh, yeah. You feel yeah. like you're fishing. Well, well, you're in a tournament. You know, we've got we've to have lines in the water. Yeah, Why you're not, not right? going to catch them. I guarantee you're not going to get anything if they're all in the boat. <laughs> right. That's a guarantee. So, so sure enough. Uh, sure enough, we're sitting there eating our sandwich, and one of our one of our poles loads up, put it up, and it's a nice fish. I don't remember what it was like, nineteen or twenty. It was a it was a good fish. We're like, oh my god, thank you. <laughs> you know, we just caught a nice fish and put that in, and another one. We just boxed in a place that we had never fished, never done anything. Mm-hmm. We were prepared to have um because we drifted the right way. We were pre- prepared to be able to have the right type of weights on to at least let out and still fish, but not mm-hmm. actively fish like. Uh, a structure line or anything. Right. We were just fishing flat. And we ended up catching another one that was about the same size. Put two fish in the boat, made our box. Now we had three more that we could go for the day. But it put us down into a calm level to where now we went certain. We didn't catch any more. So, of course, we stayed out there for another 45 minutes drifting around and nothing. Right. <laughs> but what it did is get us back in the right, right frame of Gilligan mind. Gilligan lost its. <laughs> yeah. It put us back in the right frame of mind to now go look at the right type. So we said, okay. We were fishing this type of structure. Mm-hmm. We were fishing this depth. Let's go find that now where the wind's going to be conducive for us to be able to mirror that. And we went out and we boxed and we ended yep. up cashing a check. We did good, but it got us back in the. But that was luck, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. Prepared us, but it was luck that we went out there and yeah. ended up catching fish. Yeah. So, so those two fish happened to be in the path of the boat to even see our yeah. base. Right. That, that's where I've, I've had debates with buddies back in Minnesota, like, you know, fishing and, and hunting even, you know, how much of it is luck versus skill, right? Right. I mean, major debates, like almost a fist fight. Like, no, sure. it's skill. No, it's luck. You just, <laughs> well, you know, after all these years, <laughs> putting plenty of time on the water and out hunting and fishing and everything. Yeah. I think, I think it's true. That's why I like Doug Stangy's thing is it is luck that those two fish were there and they were not negative. They actually hit our baits to even, you know, give us that, mm-hmm. you know, kind of positive vibe where, you know, we could have been. Maybe you know fifty, hundred yards away from that Never got that it. drift line, and there might not have been fish there, yeah. and we would have been right in the same boat, <laughs> literally. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah, no pun intended on that. Oh boy, <laughs> we're in the same boat, frustrated, not knowing what to do, but we lucked out and got those two fish. Changed everything. Yeah, we've taken away from that before because that was probably what six years ago. Yeah, seven, six, six seven, seven, whatever. Time flies, but. So, yeah, it's probably seven. You're probably right. But what we learned from that, too, is when you're out, um, and this pretty much, like I said, we're talking tournament fishing, but when we're out there and things aren't going your way, we've now taken the time to say, okay, hey, this isn't working. It was. Well, let's just let's just regroup. Don't be frustrated. Don't keep pounding the same water. Figure out what was successful before we got here and try to figure out how we're going to do that. Somewhere else, it's going to be more conducive. Well, that's true for everybody. That's true for the weekend warrior, right? He goes out there mm-hmm. and, you know, I mean, maybe what you did last weekend at one lake is not even close to The working. anxiety level is probably yeah. the same. And, and you're, no, the anxiety <laughs> level, you know, and the, the, the tension because you don't have a, uh, you're not trying to get as big as you can, as quick as you can. But, um, you know, still there's, there's 
you know, we all know that there's a lot of people that go out there and um, love being the Facebook kings and, you know, and oh, putting yeah. on all their fish and doing all that. And, um, you know, it's one of those deals where, or let's say you take somebody out fishing. You're like, oh, I'm, you know, you tell your next door neighbor, man, I, I, I whack them. I whack them out there all the time. And then you take them and all of a sudden now you have to produce. Right. You got a little bit you of a back story, it up, right? right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I think that's the interesting piece is that being prepared is, comes at many levels and it starts, uh, you know, in January and February <clears throat> and it goes from there and it goes, you know, all the way through the year because just because you changed your line or just because you sharpened your hooks or, um, rearranged your tackle box or, you know, or whatever, um, in January, February doesn't mean you're not going to have to do the same thing before you go every time or at least a couple times a month or two times, you know, during the season or whatever, whatever, whatever your routine is. I mean, I, I know, and you guys, um, you know, probably have had the same experience that you go out and fish and, um, especially in a tournament. And, uh, by the end of Sunday, you're looking around and every cup holder has, uh, four jigs, a crankbait, <laughs> yeah, three yeah. heads that you didn't use. I mean, just stuff that you a just water line. Toss, yeah, water course, line. Yeah. Stuff you, you tossed off into the, any little thing that can hold a, a hook has got 12 of them, you know? And, and I mean, and really you could, you spend two hours putting everything back, right? You, you know, Taking your crankbaits and putting them back in the box in the right spot. And, you know, all that box doesn't go there. That box goes over here or, you know. That's for our after. Yeah, that's the after. During the day, because if you have, if you're organized going out there, you know where everything is. And we've actually done it too. And I I think you've done it too. We There's a lot of times that we lead the cranks out and we put them on noodles. Mm -hmm. um, So we can remember what we've used, especially if it's like, like we're trolling, it's a crankbait. And it's shut down. Now we're go we're changing cranks out for all four rods constantly and changing depths and speeds and stuff. But you end up after you've changed out like a dozen or 15, 20 different cranks, you're like, did we try the seven natural? I can't remember. You know, so right. we end up putting those out like right. a cup holder thing. We put them out so we can remember, nope, we we kept that. We've used that. We've tried that. You know what I mean? Because it's it's a mind game when yeah. you're out there. Well, and then I mean I I'm just saying that you you have to, you know, lock and load again, right? Oh, so, yeah. So, you're, you could leave Sunday mm-hmm. and you're, and it looks like that. You get back to your house yeah. and uh, you're sitting there in, in the boat, you know, trying to get it cleaned up. Well, if you didn't do that, and let's say you went out fishing again Tuesday or Wednesday of that week and it still looks like that, now your preparedness is starting to diminish. To diminish. Yeah. Yeah. And now, you know, like you said, you're out trolling and let's say um, natural was the, the, is the big one right now. And, um, uh, you used it at the tournament and now you're looking for them at the lake you're at at home and you can't find it because it's in seven different cup holders or it's all tangled up and you're trying to untangle stuff and, you know, or you can't remember what or a hook broke now. or whatever, or you know, Brad so, broke your rods. Yeah. You get a broken rod or two of two, them, and, two rod tips, yeah, broken, broke, done, gone by Brad. Yeah. By Brad. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, I, I did catch a fish at the last tournament on both new rods. So I want you to know that, the replacements. All is forgiven. Yes, they were nice too. They they felt good. You're I mean, welcome. Yeah. Did he pay for them? No. Yeah. Yes, you did. Oh, well, I did once. Yes. No, well, we <laughs> split it up. Yeah. yeah. We encompassed it into some business costs. He ended up, dude. This pole he had had since he was like 14. <laughs> so the one I broke. Zepco. Yeah. yeah. I was like, whatever. You took the 202 what? off and hey, put on a. You look at. You could not put a price tag on. 
you know, the experiences in that pole and all the Shut fish I caught up. on them. I mean, the nostalgia. Huh. And you just, you know what? You snapped it, and I, it was like a like, it's like a ripping soul. up the band aid. No, it was like a get soul, it over with, get it like out of a here. Soul leaving that pole. Look, I don't, I don't know if everybody caught that, but you said you go. No, it's all good now. We're all good. Bullshit. It's never, <laughs> it's never gonna go away. No. ever, ever. Tell me about your lucky surprise. Something that you had. Like with the, when you were out with it could be for me. We're fishing with Gary, Dan, Eric. I, you know, whatever. it's it's interesting because I just think about you know I think one of them is the you know I only have one one fish on the wall at home and it's a it's a it's an actual mount. It's not a replica. And uh, you know I don't want to see the emails. Oh, we should do replicas. Yes, we should do replicas. But this one died, so I didn't. Ha- you know, I wasn't allowed. To, I wasn't about to give it to the seagulls. So look, I was there. You tried to revive oh it for gosh. a long time, a long time, yeah. and, and swam out after it several yeah. times to get it and bring it back. Um, so, anyways, but it's a it was a great fish because it's just about as big around as it is long, and um, and it was a. Uh, what look was that? You get ready to look. I was like, I don't know about that. No, it is, it is about as I'm right. I'm picturing a sunfish-shaped walleye here. <laughs> it was thick. It's like the one you guys didn't be No, it was a toad. Um, big one. So, uh, but anyways, you know, I, I've got my little brother who is um, fishing with me at the tournament. Again, Pueblo. And, um, it home, was Pueblo. I thought it was McConaughey. Uh, no, Pueblo. No, home Pueblo. Lake. Home Lake is, well. Oh, that's right. And then we had to, remember, we scrambled for, to get re-prepared for the next day. We drove up in that massive rainstorm. It's to uh, Springs. To Springs yep. to go get stuff in Bass Pro. But anyways, um, you know, so Pueblo's Home Lake. I grew up there down the street and, uh, from the lake. And so my little brother is with me. And my little brother's a police officer in Colorado Springs. And he doesn't. Uh, he works, he's not so little either. Yeah. He's <laughs> jacked. <laughs> yeah. Now he's not so little anymore. I'm still taller. I'll always be taller. But. He's got no neck and seven chins, but he um, he is uh, working midnights, and so he gets off and is kind of. I got to kind of keep bumping him awake. Yeah, he's hurting. He's there. Yeah, he's sitting there. He's you know drifting off and asleep, and so it's it's uh I think it was a July, like even a mid July mm-hmm. tournament, which is kind of rare not to have it down there that late. And um, it was uh we figured out a crankbait bite, and so I had this uh, storm, um can't even remember what which one it was but it was a, a chrome with a orange kind of an orangish uh, i had an orange belly and kind of a um like a goldish um highlight hot and tot? no it wasn't hot and tot it was there it was there it looked kind of like a flicker shad kind of their version of like a flicker shad and uh i had seen him at sportsman's warehouse at the time i lived in fort collins which is like three hours away i had seen him in sportsman's i bought two and and you know the night before we left for pueblo went down um, so anyways, throw this, we, we're, we're like, exactly like you said, we got the boards out, we're rolling through them, getting crankbaits. We, we're doing pretty well. We've got, I don't know, probably three fish in the box and all of them are, you know, cause that's when we had to do a size line. That's when we've been waiting. So it's anywhere between 18 and 20 inches. I think we had one was 20, another one 18 or so. And then all of a sudden we get a double and you know, one goes down and the other goes down and I'm bumping my brother to wake up and he's reeling one in and we can tell the one he's reeling in is is a pretty decent sized fish and uh and i see the other board go down as he's reeling it in and i'm like well we'll just leave that i went out there for a minute because i need to net his fish and so he's kind of reeling it in and we get a little glimpse of it um after i get the board off and it's a nice fish so i go hey i'm gonna start reeling in this other one which happens to be the pig and um you know and we'd like kind of hang out out there well preparedness right i had just changed all all the line i Fresh 10-pound mono on all my lines. Um, if I had crappy line, that mm-hmm. fish was out there fighting the board for probably 
35, 40 seconds before I even started to bring her in. Crappy line, she just snapped it off. Got a brand new lure, brand new hooks. Thank God, right? What if it's one of my older cranks or I hadn't taken care of the hooks? Whatever. You know, we all have those. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows, right? I mean, who knows how that hook fish gets hooked up, even with a crankbait. So, anyways, my um, my brother um, gets the um, uh, gets that fish up, and it's a nice one. It's like a 22. We're like, oh, yeah. They think, they, I was like, we'll worry about the other one. Let's get this one. I net it, put it in the bottom of the boat, start reeling in the other one. And I, just like you were this weekend, all of a sudden, you get that first head shake, and you're like, oh. <gasps> Yep. Oh, this is oh, a good one. I was like, oh, and then the board goes under. Oh. I was like, oh, oh. I was like, oh, I go, I go, hurry up, hurry up, put that one in the box, hurry up, hurry up. I'm gonna need you, you know. And and uh, and I said, well, I um, I said, I said, we got it. Like this is a bigger fish, I think. So it's it's you know taking me down, taking me down. We get up there, get the board off, and uh, then I can really feel the weight of the fish. And it's that one of those ones where you get the board and it goes from being kind of a troll. So I, I slow down the motor, and that fish just pendulums right underneath. And, you know, now it's a straight up and down fight because he's digging. I was like, holy shit. Like, what do we got? So, anyways, it was really weird because you could just see the black back of the of the boat. I mean, of the fish. And I could tell it was a monster. And so I was like, oh, that, like it's a pig. Get it, you know. Get it. Get it in. Get it netted. It was the craziest thing because you know how it is, man. When you're going for that net, you're just praying you don't feel a boop. Oh my you know, <laughs> adios, yeah. right? So we get it in, and there were boats watching us at this point, and they're cheering. And um, we, cheering. yeah, it was like, come on, no, no, really? Like Mangeli and his wife were there, trolling yeah. like not, close to us, and uh, I think maybe Snyder's might have been close. And um, so, anyways, we we get it up, and I mean, it didn't even fit my live wells. You know, I had a, that aluminum ranger, and they had two small live wells, not that big one across the back. And uh, so I think I re- I think I called you. You guys I called you. Yeah. yeah. And I said, hey, I said I know the way station is open, but I got a pig. I was like, I got. Because we were running the turn. Yeah, I yeah. go. I can't even. I can't even measure. Her. Like I haven't even measured. Her. I just got her up and put her in the water because I don't want anything to happen to her. But she's kind of not. You know, she's she's tired, not feeling it. I said, and the live well's too small. So I had two options: can I stick her in your live well, which is bigger, and just so she doesn't die on me. Um, or can I, can we hurry up and run this fish in the way or, you are like, nothing set up. We're not going to set up till noon. Like, so I was like, okay. Well, and it sucked too. Cause of course we'd want to do that for anybody, but you know, you do that for one, right. you know, one team, you got to do it for everybody. And it was like, we can't, we can't do it. Right. So, uh, which sucked, but so I sat it, back there it was probably the her. right decision. Yeah. I sat back there with her forever and kept her and she was kind of, you know, bowed in this live well and. Put, I ended up putting snap weights all over her fin. She had snap weights everywhere to hold her upright, which ended up working. She she did great throughout the day. She survived the entire day. Just and, stressed. Um, yeah, she was just tired and stressed. And, you know, we're putting fish in. I had two live wells. So we were putting fish in the other one. Um, but it was a, just a great example of, of, again, like we're talking about, I have the, the snap weights to be able to put on the fins, um, you know, to be able. And I didn't fizz or do any of that. She wasn't deep. I think we were only fishing six or seven feet below the surface. Um, but you know, she was stressed, tired. So we have the snap weights. So new crankbait, new line, um, a net guy that finally woke up in time to net her. A, a knot that held. And the knot that held, yeah. right? And, and the being able to put her in the back and the, the live well working right. And I had the, the stuff that you sprinkle in the live well to kind of calm, you know, the calmer. Um, so I mean, it worked out, but I was shocked as hell because everything we'd caught trolling cranks was, you know, I mean, decent fish, but 
Nothing Not like, like that. that. No. Mm-hmm. So that's you the know. part that the, the luck is, right? Mm-hmm. That's hey, the part where the luck was. We're going to take this over to the next level. Mitch has a good story from this last weekend. And then I was also thinking about when we were, uh, the luck that we had when we were fishing McConaughey, the surprises that you had when you were fishing that line, uh, that line, and we ended up catching catfish and tried to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't work out yeah. but we had fun yeah. but anyway let's take this over the next level uh you can find us at aof.supercast.tech you can uh, uh go A-E-O-F. there eof yeah aof.supercast.tech well, you said it so fast you're like aof A-E-O-F dot which is short for all eyes on fishing yes, yes right very good very good supercast.tech so follow yeah. us over there for hey from everybody at wait, all wait. eyes on fishing special thanks special thanks Special thanks, Bass Pro Cabells. That's right. You just did it. For Thank you. This, uh, <laughs> yeah. For supporting this podcast. Yeah. Oh, we appreciate that, guys. Yep. So uh, uh, check us out on the uh, uh, on the next level. Thanks. This has been All Eyes on Fishing. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, go ahead and subscribe to The Next Level. And you can hear longer podcasts and more information on all of your favorite topics. And check us out at alleyesonfishing.com for apparel, blogs, and other information. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. All eyes on fishing, leading you to the next level.